Welcome to the Business Done Differently podcast, where we believe whatever's normal, do the exact opposite, and that standing out is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Jesse Cole, and it's showtime. Welcome back to a bonus episode of Business Done Differently. Today, I'm actually sitting with my wife, Emily. We're in our kitchen. During the shutdown, it's been four weeks since we've shut down our office because of the coronavirus pandemic. And today, we just want to share kind of what's happened, you know, behind the scenes with our team, the things that we've tried out, the things that we've, we are testing and experimenting with, and, you know, how we're trying to lead during these uncertain times. And Emily's been here for the whole journey uh, from when we first came to Savannah. And you can see some previous episodes where we talk about some of the things that we've learned over the last three or four years. But, you know, I want to start from like the beginning, Emily, and just kind of share what we've gone through in this process. Because, uh, you know, it was just about three weeks ago that I woke up in the middle of the night, three in the morning, and I was surprised to see you just pacing around the living room. And it reminded me of four years ago when we went through struggles. So, Emily, uh, welcome to this challenging, difficult, interesting time of a show. But go into what was going on in your mind and what you've been thinking about over the last month. Yeah, we are not strangers to difficult times and to needing to scrape by and to running out of money and to starting businesses. So it's okay. I don't think we're as scared as some people expect um, because we always just think, hey, let's let's bootstrap this. Let's make this work. So when either of us is ever up pacing in the middle of the night or journaling or whatever, it's just to get our thoughts out and to figure out how we can move forward. Neither of us sit back and dwell. And I think that's what all leaders need to do is not sit and feel sorry for ourselves or have pity parties, but just get creative and figure it out. None of us knew this was coming. Nobody thought that they were going to be hit with something like this. And and we're not the only ones who've been hit. So Mm -hmm. we just want to, I think, be great examples and leaders. We are not experts by any means, but we do want to continue to lead our people the right way because eventually they're going to go through something in their lifetime when they are bosses and leaders. Mm-hmm. And so I think you and I are just constantly striving to be those role models for people. And so we're constantly trying to get creative. And, you know, we're obviously all the listeners, you know, we talk about the fun, we talk about the craziness, we talk about all the wild things we do at the ballpark. And, you know, that's who we are. And that's, that's our brand. But, you know, it came a point where I remember that weekend, Emily, was when we heard that the president had met with all the different commissioners of the major sports teams and said, yes, we hope to get sports back going in the fall. And it was the first time that I think we looked and was like, hey, we only play in the summer. Our entire business is built on two months of fans, two months of revenue. And, you know, whether that's supporting 15 full-time employees or 150 part-time. And I think it was a point where we were both just like, what do we do? And so I kind of want to go through the steps that we did to lead, starting with our team, uh, going into our approach with our fans and our customers, and then what are we doing short-term and then also focusing on the future. So let's go back, I guess, and talk about, you know, the first day when we heard about and we shut down the office and we made a decision to shut down our office uh, well before Savannah Uh, shut down their offices. Yeah. So that was a unique thing because we shut down voluntarily earlier than we were told we needed to. And it wasn't, I remember our president saying it was sad because we were all leaving on such short notice, but it wasn't sad in that we thought this was going to go on for months. (laughs) I mean, we did have everyone kind of clean up their desk areas because we didn't want anyone to like leave snacks on their (laughs) desk for a couple of weeks, but we really thought that was going to be the extent of this is just, hey, we'll just do some calls and work from home for a little bit, but then we'll get back into the swing of things by, you know, we were assuming April, May, we'll still have our staff orientations, our our players will still get here, 
I mean, it was so far out of the realm of possibility that this was going to go into our season time that when we shut down voluntarily, it was just a, hey, just take home some books and whatever files you're working on and and that'll be it. Mm. So even just then, I think the magnitude hadn't hit us yet. And obviously, since then, it has come to, oh, you're going to be home for a month. Oh, you're going to be home for two months. Oh, the president of the United States is talking to the commissioners saying, hey, there can't be sports. And so we've definitely gone um, far outside, I think, what we originally thought. And so now we're at this point of, of just kind of rallying together with our team from afar and and trying to get creative and figure out, okay, we are not going to be back together. What does that look like yeah. now? And, and so let's go into it a little bit. So the first thing we did was we, we met me, you, our president, Jared, we were walking the warning track. We said, all right, we're going to shut down, but how do we keep everyone connected? That was the first thing. We are such a, a group that spends so much time together. And I would say in the office, we don't necessarily work all eight hours a day, but we're talking, we're hanging out, we're having fun. And I think the first, as Jared approached the group, said, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have lunch together every day on a Zoom call. We're going to talk every day. We're going to continue our book report. We're going to keep talking. We're going to keep coming up with ideas. We're going to have an idea palooza on Zoom. We're going to have happy hour. And all of those decisions were made within really the first 24 hours that we were going to continue. Yeah, they were. And they were all strategic. Like mm-hmm. you said, the idea was to keep people feeling like they're mm-hmm. engaged with other people. That's mm-hmm. something that's gone through my mind a lot is how do we keep people mentally stable? Because we understand you and I are both I wouldn't say health freaks, but we're very aware of what working out and being outside and being social does for a being. And so that was one of our main concerns was how do we make sure that these people don't go home? I mean, we have a very unique situation with that. All of our staff are under 30. They're all Mm -hmm. millennials. Most of them are not married or have kids. So I'm envisioning these kids going home and living in their apartment by themselves and just going crazy. And so our first thought was how do we we keep them healthy as individuals. Okay, we are going to have lunch together every day. As silly as that sounds, when our president said, I want to have lunch together every day, you and I mm-hmm. were all in on that because breaking bread together and, and talking and having fun is just so healthy. And then we've taken it a step further. We do happy hours on Fridays. Yeah. We encouraged everybody to work together via phone calls and Uh, Zoom calls rather than just texting or emailing because that's so unpersonal. We wanted them to see each other's faces and and joke around. So I think that caring for your people as humans first is just such a healthy way to approach this. Yes, they need to do things for your business and and continue working, but they're humans first and they're scared and they're going to want to see their friends, Mm -hmm. their coworkers every day. So I think the first step that we did for our team was over-communicate. And so we started communicating what's going on, where do we stand, what are we doing, even though we didn't know all the answers. And the next thing, I think we, we had one-on-ones with everyone. And that took three days, you know, really one-on-ones with everyone. And I remember vividly with a person who's been with us almost since the beginning. And at the end, she said, I'm just so thankful for you guys and got emotional. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was, it was a moment where it was like, wow. And as people started seeing their friends, their peers lose their jobs, it was so cool. And, and we felt that responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, as a leader, you have a responsibility for your people. And so the over-communicating with one-on-ones was great. And then I think it was one or two days after we shut down, well, we gave everyone thank you notes. And we gave everyone, everyone took home thank you notes. We said, let's over-communicate with our fans. So let's keep talking to them. But you wrote thank you notes for almost two days. And tell us about those. So before we were leaving the office, we were thinking to ourselves, okay, again, you know, we're going to be out mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. How can we, how can we make this positive? Mm-hmm. Jesse and I are mm-hmm. probably um, on the 
too far side of positive mm-hmm. and optimistic um, to a fault sometimes. But we're like, yeah, how can we make this great? How can we make this fun? And so we did. We sent everybody home with thank you notes. We have specific banana logoed thank yep. you notes. And we're like, just stay in touch with fans and talk to people and keep everybody happy. And yep. so when we came home and I was thinking about writing to our fans, as we always say, our biggest fans are our people. Mm-hmm. And so my responsibility at that time was to remind them that I, even though I was not in the office with them, we were thinking about them. Mm-hmm. And so that that's all it was, is they were writing handwritten notes to their customers and their clients and their fans, and I was doing it to mine, which and, are and our wrote, people. And you wrote to our people, but who else did you write to? Our interns, parents. And, yes. Um, I think that, that is something that our president, Jared, and, and you, Jesse, started years ago. And I just think it's so powerful, especially in this climate mm-hmm. right now where people are uncertain about their jobs is reaching out to people's parents. Again, we have all millennials. Mm-hmm. We have these young people whose parents are surely at home worrying about them and just letting them know, hey, we have them. Mm-hmm. We're taking care of them, I think can go a long way. Yeah. So if anybody has young employees or team members, I think that that is a way to really resonate with the parents and just build some trust and some loyalty with those people. And you wrote to the significant others as well. Yeah. So you wrote, so you wrote a lot of thank you letters, but it wasn't nothing to the outside. It was all internal. And I think I remember I was giving, giving a speech in Vancouver, geez, about two months ago. It seems like decades ago now. And we were trying to work on the language. And I think you helped me say, care for the people that your people care about. And that's something that you lived. You wrote to everyone. And I mean, how many, everyone was texting you back about how much it meant. And it was just a simple gesture. And just talking the other day with Brian Scudamore, and you'll hear him do on a bonus episode from 1-800-GUT-JUNK. And he was like, we have 250 franchise partners. I spent two days and reached out to every single one. And I, as a leader, we want to think always about the outside, the outside, the outside. We started internally first. And I think that's the key. We always say, love your customers more than you love your product, but love your team, love your people even more than you love your customers. And I saw that firsthand with you. Uh, well, and you've done that too with the phone calls and how yeah. how much has that impacted people? You call them just to check in and 45 minutes later, they're crying yeah. on the other end of the phone call, opening up to you about things that their family is going through or whatever. And obviously it just proves that, again, people just want to talk to somebody. They want to have that human yeah. connection. And so for us being the leaders that can be there, writing that note or mm. calling them, I think is really important. Well, it's a great lesson from uh, one of the first podcasts ever of this from Aaron Walker, who's been a mentor yes. of mine from afar. And remember, we were both listening to her like, wow, just call people just to call. Mm-hmm. How many times when you see someone calling, you're like, what do they want? What are they asking for? And we call because we need something, not just call to call. And you're right. I started doing that uh, this past week, just calling everyone. How are you? How are you doing? Um, I want to get into the Zoom calls a little bit, kind of, you know, everyone talks about how do they make the calls not mundane, not boring. And we're still learning this, but, you know, I, I know one thing we've, we've done that's been fun is, uh, you know, we've started some calls with national anthems and we'll get into that. Of course. That, well, of course, we're a baseball we? team. So why wouldn't we? So we'll get into the symbolism of that in a little bit, but, you know, a few other things that we've done, you know, just other things. Uh, what are we thankful for? What's one word describe how you're feeling? That was interesting. And when we did that with our group, the words were unbelievably inspirational. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, you know, what was it? Hungry, inspired, healthy, uh, healthy. Um, yeah. yeah. So many good positive words. And then obviously, uh, we've had some fun outfits that we've worn. Yep. Uh, we've celebrated birthdays. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Lots we, of fun things. Lots of fun. And, you know, I've heard from some other groups that have had pajama days, uh, bring your family to work day, which is every day now because your family's already there. So there's been some other fun ways to add some uh, excitement to the calls. Um, yeah. And the national anthems I've actually sung and I can't say, sing mm-hmm. at all. So I think that's been, that's been huge. But I think a real pivotal moment for us was about two weeks into it. 
was when, you know, I, I opened up about where we were. And I think the first few weeks, we weren't sure exactly what was happening. You know, with anything, like we knew what, uh, four years ago when we were out of money and we had to sell our house and empty our savings account, we knew that we were going to have a season. We knew that we were going to be able to hopefully come out of this. The first two weeks, we weren't sure what was going to happen. And then as it went on, we we're like, wow, sports keep canceling. They keep canceling. And I was like, we got to be completely open with the group. And I heard this from Pat Lencioni. And he talked on a great podcast with um, uh, Ryan Hawk, Learning Leader, about you got to have a rallying cry, a rallying call for the team. And you got to be very clear about that. Where, what is everyone working towards? And it might have been two weeks into it, Monday, that I started the Zoom call after singing the national anthem, which was terrible singing. I'm, I'm really bad. But then literally what happened was I said, all right, these are the brutal facts, guys. From a financial standpoint, this is where we are. We have reserves till so-and-so. We're not sure when the season's going to start. We believe there's going to be an opening day, but we're not sure when it's going to start. What can we all do? And he said, what is, what is our mission? Who are we as a company? We are fans first, entertain always. That has not changed at all. But now, forget what your job description was. Forget about what you've done in the past. We are all now producers, entertainers, and people that are going to serve our fans. And so I said, what that means is that everyone is contributing ideas and experiences on social media to serve our fans. And I watched everyone kind of get excited. But then what I learned from listening to different podcasts is what you have to actually paint a picture. And I think for the leaders there, paint a picture of what it'll be like when you return. And I think a lot of us, we don't necessarily know when that will be, but what will it be? And for us, I remember, you know, just I was going to share the picture of what opening night looked like. And, you know, opening night at our stadium, it's always been exciting, 4,000 fans. But I said, it's going to be different this opening night. You know, all of a sudden, people are going to be lined up hours in advance. They're going to run into the ballpark. It's going to be louder than you've ever seen. People go into their seats, smiling, seeing people they haven't seen in over a year. And then right before the game, we're going to have the ambulances come out from the outfield. Numerous ambulances, a long line. Out, and then as soon as it gets behind home plate, all the nurses and doctors are going to come out of the ambulances. They're going to line the field. And we're going to sing the national anthem. Not just one person, but the entire stadium singing the national anthem. And it's going to be louder than you've ever imagined a national anthem. The nurses will be lined up with the players and it's going to be a deafening, deafening round of applause at the end. And I go, that's going to be a moment that you're going to tell your great-grandkids about. And by painting that picture, and now when we sing the national anthem, I hope everyone visualizes that moment. And that became a moment of us where it was supposed to be hope. Because right now there's so little hope out there. It's like, when will our business come back? Are we going to be back? Are we going to survive this? And so what I've told the staff and what we talk about, there will be an opening day. We're not sure when it will be, but there is going to be an opening day and it's going to be something that we're all going to be so pumped to be a part of and tell everyone about it. And at that moment, everyone was like, you know, what can I do? Where can I be a part of? And so that's where really we transferred into thinking about, all right, how can we serve our fans? And I think that was a, probably a pivotal moment from your side. What did you see? What did you feel from that moment for the team? I think the visualization is key. Everybody wants a leader to lead them, right? A lot of people are, are looking for the answers, um, but they know that, that times are uncertain. And so I think being transparent and saying, hey, guys, we don't have all of the answers, but visualize this with me. We will make this happen at some point. I can't tell you an exact date, but I'll be there with you. And everything that we can work on right now is going to impact that. And then you just brought it back to reality. What can we do right now? What kind of content can we put out right now that is going to lead to this opening night? How do we get more hope in the community? How do we get more followers on our show, social media platform so that when it does come time to be able to entertain these people in person again, which is what we do, 
that is the main part of our business is entertaining people in person. Um, when we do get back to that, we'll be even better because of the entertainment that we're putting out there right now mm-hmm. digitally. Yeah. So that was the first step for our team. So basically next we said, all right, now what are we doing? And we hosted an Idea Palooza. For the listeners know, Idea Paloozas have been a huge part of our culture. We've had them always in person, never done one on a Zoom call, but um, ideas are everything. And I think right now, Ideas are even more valuable, but on top of that is the implementation. And so we said, all right, guys, we're going to have a specific idea palooza on how can we entertain our fans, bring joy, happiness, and smiles to them on social media. And I remember it was a Friday, happy hour as well, and we got the whole group together. And I think we had, geez, maybe 30 or 40 ideas, and I think we decided to do about 25 of them. So usually our idea palooza is the format we have a yes, a needs work, and a maybe. And I think 25 and there were yes. And everyone was contributing ideas on how to, you know, whether it's to do trivia, whether it's to do uh, new music videos, whether it's to do bananas replay. There were just so many ideas and we took and everyone was fired up and everyone knew where we wanted to go. So that was the approach. And we said, let's do it. How quickly can we start implementing? And I think a lot of times ideas get slowed down because people think too much about them without actually doing an idea to implementation was key for us. Now that we had all these ideas, we said, how quickly can we get them done? And I remember you were watching, like, it was a Friday that we had the idea for dancing with myself. And literally our, our director of entertainment, Trevor said, hey, why don't we do a dancing with myself video? We reached out to all the different players of staff that weekend. We had the deadline to get it in by Monday. And by Wednesday, the video was out. A full produced video got over 50,000 views because we said, all right, we're going to do this. And I think the key to that is what I've seen, Emily, is you have to have a deadline. You have to have a deadline and say, all right, we're going to do it and move the deadline up. I think Steve Jobs used to do this. They'd say, uh, uh, we can't have the computer done until uh, next January. He's like, perfect. Let's have it done by July. And it's crazy, but you, you find a way to get it done. So that was key. And I just, from that standpoint, what did you see that really worked well? Yeah, the deadline obviously helps, but I think also just collectively, we as a group now have one focus moving forward. Mm. So when we were in the office doing our daily lives, going about our own business, we we were all running different departments. And now all of a sudden we had had our rallying cry. We were sitting at home, all thinking about this one focus, which was putting out content for our fans that was going to make them happy. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, it seemed like we moved really fast. We moved and we produced that video in five days from idea to posting. Mm -hmm. But really, it wasn't that fast. I don't think because our entire team was focused on it and we were all working on it. And so when collectively a group is really clear on what their goal is moving forward, five days is not that long Mm -hmm. for something like that. So I think that that has helped us collectively as a team work together because we're all striving for the same things. Now we have branched off a little bit and everyone is starting to own their own content pieces, which has been great, but we're all still collectively working towards the same thing. 100%. You know, I think part of the mindset too is for us serve over sell. You know, I think we so often talk about, hey, we never want to sell our our fans. We never want to sell our fans. But yeah, we still have opportunities to join the priority list. We still have opportunities to buy merchandise. It's still out there. But we went all in on this and we said, we're not going to put any messages out of anything for people to buy stuff. And so we even had a priority list where our single game tickets was going to go on sale. And our group, I did this, we didn't even know about it. They sent an email to them. Hey, would you guys like us to push this? To all, I mean, we had 4,000 people on yeah, the Yeah, they took a poll. They took a poll. And they said, and, and the majority said, hey, well, yes, we'd like us to hold off. And we listened to them. And I was so blown away. Instead of just acting, they said, Let, let's just talk to talk to our fans. So that was really cool. The serve over sell. And then the listen carefully, respond creatively. How cool was it to hear the Oreo cookies and milk story? Love that story. I uh, just shared. So uh, Barry, our vice president, saw a post from one of our members kind of joking, saying, you know, do you think Walmart would deliver Oreos and milk? I think was was her post. And so he immediately saw that, 
screenshotted it and sent it to Matt, one of our other team members who he knew lived nearby this woman. Matt went and picked up the Oreos and milk, dropped it off on her front steps, ran, and then Barry texted her and said, open your front door. And open the mailbox, yeah. yeah. Open your mailbox. And uh, on the little mailbox attached to her house was Oreos and milk. So um, that that be creative and deliver for our fans is still, you know, it's just, it's trained in them and they they produced on that yeah. one. That was so cool. It's such a great opportunity now to listen. There's so many people on the internet, on social media to see what they're saying and see how we can serve them. If they have a favorite meal they really want, I mean, can you have DoorDash deliver it? There's all those different things. And I think our group that's now seeing that is is really, really special. I want to talk about some of the things that like that worked and that didn't work. This is really marketing done differently. The show's business done differently. Our marketing done differently is let's put out content. And I think the biggest thing that we focused differently than anything else was engagement. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always in the past said, all right, let's put out something really cool. If they like it, they'll, they'll share it. But we said, how do we get them engaged? And I just looked at the stats on Facebook. We're up over 200% in customer engagement in just the last three or four weeks. And so how do we do that? So we, we think, figured out how can we do things on social that would get them involved. So one of the big examples was we had uh, music trivia. We did trivia on Tuesday. I think we had 600-something comments yep, on the 650. first one. 650. comments. Music trivia. You play songs. You get them to actually say what it is. I think the other thing, find the differences yes. where we actually posted pictures and we take things away. I mean, how can you get people to chime in? And I think one of the things is most pay companies, they just post something to share what they're doing. How can you post something to ask questions and ask for involvement? And our company is fans first. Our fans, our staff started thinking like this. What can we do? And I think the, the culmination of this was our first ever fan music video. Mm-hmm. And so, which came out of an idea that got shifted. I think I, I said, I said, let's do the happy video because it's kind of fun. And, With Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell, which the, my, the whole staff was like, Jesse, that's like so 10 years ago. And I'm like, all right, well, it's still a fun, happy song. And they were like, so they came out and Barry, I think, pushed this. The vice president goes, let's do Hey Baby. Hey Baby is the, the famous song that we do at our ballpark. It's a ritual. Let's send that. And so we sent out an email to our fans. And we got a ton of submissions of our fans at their house dancing and doing the dance that they do at the ballpark normally. Yes. We said, just send in a clip of you doing the dance that you would normally do at the ballpark at your house. Yes. And they were doing it and it was awesome. And and within five days, it was completely turned around. Ben, our videographer, turned it around and, uh, you know, got a ton of engagement and our fans loved it. And again, you know, you have all these people, your fans that make them famous, make them the superstar instead of just all about you. And I've learned so much about this from Jeff Henderson, uh, who'll be a future guest on Business Done Differently, know what you're for. And we're for our fans. If you're for your fans, highlight them, make it about them. Don't make it about yourself. And now more than ever, that's what we've done. And we haven't actually sold anything. We've been all about sharing it. So what else have you noticed from a, a fan approach? I mean, it's it's been really cool to engage with them. I think we've tried to think about what those people are doing mm-hmm. in their houses right now. So me being a mom, I am so much more in touch right now with the fact that people are home with their kids mm-hmm. and it's impossible to do multiple things. So I was really proud of our attention and marketing guru, Kara, when she came up with the coloring book sheets mm-hmm. for moms to print off and give their kids. They were banana themed and things that kids would normally like to see at the ballpark. So I think we're trying to kind of empathize with certain demographics and think about what they are going through in their daily lives and then do something catered to them. Mm-hmm. So obviously that mom thing is the first thing that comes to my mind, but we do have a lot of different demographics that we've tried to touch. 100%. And it's just experiment. So we're opening a lot of new platforms. We're working on Twitch. We're playing video games. We're starting TikTok. Uh, you know, we're thinking all these new options, it might as well test them, experiment, try new shows. So 
I think the experimentation has been huge. You have nothing to lose. And I think that's what we're teaching our people is just to try it. So that's been huge for us. And what we've seen is that finally we said, uh, you know, all right, well, let's just try something. Our fans love our slippery bananas. They absolutely love it. Our director Robert said, hey, at the end of one of those happy hours, he said, what if we actually bought it up and did a drive through And we we're like, can we do that? He's like, yeah. And so all of a sudden we put it out and we had it for on a Thursday at four o'clock. The first car showed up at three o'clock. And we sold out uh, within an hour. And it was wild because it was literally just an idea. It didn't feel like selling because we were just bringing something up to our fans and they responded to it. We've been asked for that over the years yeah. numerous times. Mm. And so, yes, that didn't feel like salesy because a lot of people have been asking for it recently anyways. And so mm. we just said, here it is. You've asked for it. Yes. Um, and they they came and they they got it. So and, and to be honest, you know, we've been talking about putting out content and doing the right thing for fans. But at the end of the day... Sometimes the conversation about money has to be had. Yes. And so that kind of can segue us into some of the yeah. financial yeah. discussions that we've had to have now. Making the slippery banana and selling <laughs> a couple jars is not, well, it's hundreds of jars, but, you know, that's not a huge money yeah. swing for us. But that did start getting our wheels yeah. spinning about. You know, I think the, I think to go big picture first and break it down there, you first got to know, what do you want to be known for? And this is going to be a test of the, your leadership, the test of your company. When people look back at this, what do you want to be known for? And for us, it's fans first, entertain always. We want to be serving and always serving, starting with serving our team and serving our customers. A lot of people will get very focused on themselves, focused on how can they bring in revenue? How can they do all this and save the company, which we didn't start there and we'll never be there, but we do also have to be good leaders and take care of our people. So there's the living in the now versus the living in the future. And I would say the first three weeks, we were so focused on just serving our people and serving our team. And now as this continues to go on and we're dipping into our cash reserves and everything we have, we're like, we got to start being very strong and great leaders from a business sense. So, you know, I think the first thing and many business leaders are doing this, you got to look financially, you know, what are those opportunities? What are those cash situations? And first, you know, what are those opportunities to save and cut? And I've been blown away. And I think it's been an unbelievable lesson for our team. I remember when we first started in Gastonia and Savannah, like we called for every single discount and deal we could get because we didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. And so what we did this past week is we called every single vendor, every single monthly payment from, you know, from our yeah, phone. The subscriptions the that we subscriptions, have, the yeah. online stuff, the from utilities. Utilities yeah. from our phone bill to our to yeah. everything. I mean, to, <laughs> yeah, keep going. So we talked to everybody. And then what happened is every single group, worked with us mm -hmm. because we've been a great customer over the last four years. Everyone said, hey, we'll waive this payment. We'll waive this. We'll defer this. We'll discount this. And I think the lesson is always ask. Yeah. You've taught us that from the beginning. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? They say, yeah. no, okay, we move on. Somebody else will give us a discount or yes. a break on this month's bill. Yeah. And I would say 90% no, of the people. No, every single one. Every single one has either deferred okay. or given us a deal. Yeah, unbelievable. So, so it's 100%. So if you haven't, uh, and what we did is we not just our president, but we also involved our ticket experience coordinator who's moving into finance. We're trying to give everyone that lesson to teach that. And I think you should always bootstrap. I think you should always try to be strategic. So that was the first thing living in the now. Short-term revenue. What other things can you do? Obviously, the, the slippery banana became a nice thing for us. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to test some other things, but not just to try to bring in revenue, but to do something that our fans want that adds value. So you have to look at some short-term revenue things. That's one thing for us. How do you do a drive-through? What are those other things that you have assets that people have asked for that you maybe never experimented with before? And this isn't something that we just started now, but thankfully we are diversified a little bit in that we sell merchandise online mm -hmm. every single day of the year. Yep. So although the majority of our business is during those summer months at our ballpark, 
um, it is helpful that we are continuing to sell merchandise online to people all over the world. And those orders are still coming in. 100%. So it's nice to be diversified a little bit. And then what can you test that can lead to a bigger test? So for instance, the slippery banana now is leading to conversations about distributing on a larger scale mm-hmm. because we tested our fans demand. They lined up, they left a quarantine shelter in place to drive through and get our slippery banana. An hour early. An hour it early to yeah. prove it. That shows something. So what are those other tests um, that we're doing? So other things we're looking at is subscriptions. We're looking at the idea of, of offering bananas in a way that you've never seen it before and content and access and seeing if we can draw fans that. So we're going to start looking into those moves. And I think that's the difference of living in the now versus all in the future. What can you test now that will help you later in the future? And I think that's what we're really diving into more. And again, just to point on that, we have included the entire team. So just yeah. like a couple of weeks ago when we came up with the, hey, we're all going to produce content now. This was a conversation we had with everybody the other day. We were very transparent and they know we do not focus on money. We yeah. focus on impact in our company. But Sometimes we all need to get together and think about how we can save a little bit in our own department or get creative and sell something in our department to help the team. And I think that that's super healthy that everybody understands where we are from a health standpoint, from a monetary standpoint, and what we need to survive. And and, and nobody's nobody's worried about their jobs, but everyone wants the company to stay thriving. Yes. So it's been great to be able to be open and have those conversations and get get these, again, give them the opportunity as these young employees at a team to have some skin in the game and to be able to come up with these big plans. It's been it's been cool to see them grow in that area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, overall, I guess I want to just come back to some of the things that we've learned over the last month and where we're going. I mean, first, you know, play offense over defense. I think so many people get into protection and survival mode. What would it look like to thrive during this time? And ask that question instead of survive. You know, number two, you got to give more to your team. And I think at this time, it's from its, a communication standpoint, and you got to build the trust. And we didn't mention this, but it's an idea that you had, not only just the thank you notes, but the groceries. Yeah, that was fun. So Jesse and I went grocery shopping probably week two. Yeah. And one of the things that, that I think every team, every business out there can do is really just get to know their people outside of business. So we have a database of, first of all, everyone's address, um, but then everyone's favorite foods, favorite drinks, um, their favorite meals, their favorite place to go get lunch. So we know a lot about their personal preferences. And so Jesse and I went grocery shopping and we spent a couple hours just specifically picking out items for each of our team members. And we had so much fun and knew that we were serving them in a way. And yes, if Jesse's involved, obviously it's going to be a joke. So a lot of the food items that people got were jokes, but we also did some some serious things too that would help them with groceries for a little while. As we knew groceries are a hot topic right now. And mm-hmm. so you know nobody wants to go to the grocery store and it's something that everybody needs. And so we had a lot of fun going grocery shopping for them. And then we spent an afternoon packaging up their groceries, leaving them on their front steps, ringing the doorbell and bolting. And it was just cool to see them all come together and send us videos of what they got. We actually also included a challenge. We wanted to make it fun and interactive. So we challenged each of them to make a meal with the items that they yes. were given. And some of the items were we want, yeah. ridiculous. Snack packs, Lunchables, yeah. Hot Pockets. Uh, frozen plantains. Yes. I mean, just ridiculous weird, weird things. So it and was, you wrote a po- we wrote poems too. We wrote a specific individualized poem for yeah. each person, just telling them again how much they mean to us and how some of the items in their grocery bags mm-hmm. you know, made us smile and think of them. And so it was heartfelt, but it was also fun, which is everything that we're about. And so, again, as leaders, you know, we are still figuring this out. We are by no means experts, but we just come back to the simple idea of serving them and leading them in a, in a good way. And so this is a fun way for us to show that. 100%. And it wasn't outrageously expensive. We were able to do it and it was well, well worth it. So, you know, number one, you look back at this, give, give more to your team. 
how do we over communicate with them, tell them where we are and actually give to them. Most companies, well, they'll, they'll back off and try to take things away. You see that furloughs and you see, you know, lower in the salaries, give more to your team. Uh, number two, give more to your customers or your fans. And it doesn't have to be spending money. We haven't been spending more money, but we're spending more time putting out content for them. You want to build that trust. And when this all clears, you want them to be remember you for what you gave them during this time. And I think that's so key. And so, you know, in the building trust with your people and your fans, are you there for them? And not only that, like, are you being honest? Are you being vulnerable? Are you being real? I mean, I did a post just a few days ago. I didn't show up the way I should have showed up for one of our lunch calls. And I, I shared it because I didn't have the energy I should have had. We need to be there more. And I think that's so important for us to do that. Another big idea here and thing that we're talking about is this idea to implementation. Uh, I haven't shared this much, but shut up and ship it. You know, just the idea of shut up and ship it. It sounds negative, but the reality is, Emily's looking at me like this is extremely negative, but the idea is like, just put it out there. Well, we have an almost two-year-old, so we, do we have try a not to so say We try not to up. use the negative language, but the idea is just put it out. Like whether it's our new podcast, whether it's a new show, just put it out. And that's where we learn, doing the learn. So idea to implementation is huge for us. And overall, I think... It's a point that we all want to look back on and say we were proud of what we did during this time. And it starts from the leadership. And so I think that vulnerability of sharing, hey, this is where we are, guys. And we're, we're, we're scared a little bit, but this is what we're going to do. And having a plan uh, and getting everyone to rally together has been huge. So we're a month in. There's still complete uncertainty about the season, what's going to happen. But I know what's happened with our team is I would say they're closer together. I would say we're all working more together. We're more fans first, entertain always than we've ever been. And I think as a whole, this will only make us a better company once we get out of this. I mean, Emily, what else would you share for some people that are leading during this time from what you've seen? Is there any other suggestions, advice that you would give? No, I think that one of the things that we haven't touched on and that I'm really proud of is our internship program is supposed to be starting. And so that's just another example of how, yeah, it might not look the way that you thought something was going to look, but that doesn't mean that you just have to throw it away. And so our internship program, you know, our interns are supposed to come in in the middle of May and stay with us for the summer. But our commitment to them when we hire them is that we're going to mentor them, right? They're trying to figure out which avenue to go down in the sports or the marketing world or the events you know, space. So our commitment is, hey, we're going to be here and we're going to teach you and we're going to mentor you. I mean, this is a great time to teach. You know, these kids mm -hmm. are hungry. They're sitting at home. They got kicked out of college months before they were ready and they are yearning. They're thirsty to learn. And so I'm excited about programs like that, that we're, we're taking digital and we are including them in our Zoom calls and we're teaching them the real world stuff. I mean, again, these guys are going to have many more things. They're all 20, 22 years old. They're going to they're going to go through things in their life that they're not planning on. And so I hope that the outcome here is that they're they're learning to navigate, they're learning to pivot and that we can just be mentors in that sense. So I love the idea of taking something that didn't look how you're planning on it looking, but actually having it maybe turn into something better. I think as, as we move forward, I think the key is how do we look now as leaders, not just for ROI and return on investment, but return on purpose. And I think, you know, even for these interns that are coming on board, we're giving them something, an experience that is very different, very unique. They're a part of challenges. And we're not just saying, hey, we'll see what happens. Hey, this is what's going on. We need your help. 
And I think as leaders, we need to ask for the help. And we ask for our whole help from our team. And when we look back on this, you know, to look like, oh, was that worth the investment? No, think about return on purpose. And so what I mean by that is just, hey, how are we giving them the meaning in what they're doing and showing them the bigger picture? And whenever our fans are on social media, they're saying, oh, you guys just put a smile on, me, on my face. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you for putting this out. We share that with our team. And I, I hope uh, when that opening night comes that we're all standing out there and we're looking around like, hey, we made it. We did this. And just like always four years ago when people didn't think the Savannah Bananas would survive and get to that opening night, we're going to get to this opening night, just maybe at a different time. And I think uh, as a leader, you want to look back and say, I respect and I admire the person that was leading and they stood up for what was right. And that's our people and that's our fans and uh, really taking care of them. So. I think we'll leave it at that. Um, I'm going to give some other bonus episodes the next this next week with other leaders sharing what they're doing this during this time. But I think it's a time now that we need to share more. Uh, the more you share, the more you care, and the more we connect, the better. So hopefully everyone can connect. Reach out if you have uh, questions or thoughts. Uh, but I appreciate you listening and appreciate all the support. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Business Done Differently, where we believe whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. And that standing out is the best way to grow your business. For more information about the guest and topics covered on this episode, visit findyouryellowtux.com or shoot me a note at jesse at findyouryellowtux.com. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out.